Welcome to the Recon Podcast. Today, in episode two, we're going to be talking about body image on the fetish scene, with more of a focus on bigger bodies, how we feel about bigger bodies, representation, and what it's like to be plus-sized on the fetish scene. Enjoy the episode. It's episode two of the Recon Podcast. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm O'Billy, and the subject that we're covering today is one that's close to my heart. Uh, last year, I wrote an article about finding confidence, uh, body confidence in gear, and it got us thinking that body image would be a great topic to get into. So that's what we're here to do. Uh, I am today joined by... That Sandy's in the building. Woo-hoo. That means my laugh is here too. <laughs> <laughs> that ever penetrating laugh. I know. <laughs> and we have our special guest today. Uh, James. Jay Rubbercup, I think, to most people, I mm. guess. Yeah. It's lovely to have you here. Lovely it's lovely to, to be here. Lovely to see you in person. I know, it's so nice to see people. <laughs> <laughs> At a distance. Uh, let, let me stress. <laughs> At a distance. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into it. James, tell us a bit about some of the work you do and what you put out on out into the world about the to do with body image. So I tend to use my Instagram platform quite a lot to talk about the disparity in body image on the fetish scene because it's such a obviously it's close to my heart being a large and in charge person and I from being when I first sort of came out on the scene I saw nobody under the age of 45 that was sort of had a bigger BMI (laughs) 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 it's it's something that's massively impacted my whole sort of experience in the scene so for me having a relatively relatively large platform now to be able to talk about it. Oh gosh, don't be so modest. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I might as well put that to use and talk about it because it's important. What kind of um, what kind of posts do you put out there for people who might not have seen it? What what's the, the content and what's the vibe that you go for? And um, when I started um, started my own hashtag, um, which is like hashtag Big Guys in Rubber, started putting it on all of my posts, and then sort of other people started to put it on theirs as well, and it's kind of created this little. Things like not massive, but it's like a nice little safe space that people can find other guys that like feel like they're bigger and wear rubber. Um, yeah. So if you'd like to give that hashtag again, that hashtag is? Hashtag big guys in rubber. So it'll be an even bigger following hopefully exactly. soon. <laughs> the power of recon. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question just to interject? Like what's, this sounds so, and apologies if I say something stupid or wrong or whatever the case may be, but like, what do you refer to yourself as? Like, do you say a bigger guy? Do you say plus size? Like, what's the term that feels like kind of... Do you say the F word? Like, I, So, okay, so I love the word fat. Okay. Like, I've never shied away from it. Fat is the perfect descriptor. Like, if you say plus size, it can include muscly guys, rugby build, that kind of thing. You say curvy, people just immediately think of women. <laughs> like, all of these oh, other terms are all a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. And... Fat is fully descriptive of what I am. I say fat. As a listener, you can exactly imagine what I'm talking about. And I don't think it's a scary word. I think the connotations of why we think fat is a bad word are like just societal pressures. Yeah. And if we own that word, why does it have to be negative? Mm. Yeah. yeah okay i just i uh, just out of interest because i always thought that plus size feels weird to me yeah i was gonna say like w- w- you know in my notes that i've put for this you know plus size like bigger and all stuff like that and it's it just feels like we're kind of dancing around kind of saying what is for again for pl- like plus size i think of like you know ladies catalogs and stuff and like <laughs> i just think know. america's next top model uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whitney was not fat but she was a terrible model <laughs> it recently again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. oh, like okay. with, with the term plus size, I find so in my sort of everyday life, I tend to use the term plus size more because it's more of like an industry term. Yeah. Um, so when I'm talking about body positivity outside of the fetish scene on my other Instagram, it's I tend to use plus size more because yeah. it's the more standard yeah. term. But there is also a fat movement yeah. in general, like to have own that word again. Like so. taking it back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as well. I often describe myself as curvy just because <laughs> I like the kind of kitschiness of it. But. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, okay, so I wouldn't describe myself as fat. No. But like, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable. Only a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's PH, thank you very much. Um, no, in all honesty, I 
don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable calling you fat. And is that the right thing for me to do? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's one of those things like you have to, I guess you have to follow the lead. If we're having a conversation and I call myself fat, that gives you permission to call me fat. Mm-hmm. And also because I've talked about it so much, I don't need to stay in a conversation to you. You know, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it should be noted that maybe that's not some always, people the, that's not the case for everyone. No, and stuff. some people don't feel that way. And I think you just have to take the lead from them. I think there's also an argument to be made that why talk about somebody's body image or their body shape? Full stop. Full stop. Like why, why even bring it up if it's not steered by them? Yeah. Um, whether they're fat or thin, like why, why even bring it up? Why is it factoring into it yeah. at all? It's that whole conversation of when some, you see somebody and you go, oh, you look like you've lost weight. Oh, you look like you put weight on. Like, mm. You don't know the reasons for either of those things. So why, why comment? With your, um, one thing that we picked up on that something that you did was about your um, Instagram highlights and stuff where mm. you were highlighting guys. What, what kind of prompted you to do that? Was it just all part of the campaign? Or? Well, I just got absolutely sick of seeing the same guys shouted out all the time on Instagram. Mm. Like, and it I hate like, those follow for follow oh, things, by the way. Purely ego-driven shout out for shout out. Mm. And it's always the same skinny white twinks that all look the same in their drone gear. And it's like, it's just tiresome. And I was like, I want to flood the space with something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started the big guys in rubber campaign. Let's be grand and call it that. Yeah. It was um, though, it was yeah. a proper movement. Cause I when when I was flicking through my, cause I follow you. So when I was flicking through my stories and I, you know, was like, yes, because it was just so perfectly worded. And I, I couldn't agree with you more in terms of representation. That's something that obviously that's really near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously for me, I, it's, it's a different kind of fight, but I can appreciate the similarities in the fight as mm. well. So I, I really appreciated it. Oh, sorry, because you talk, you were talking more about the the text thing that I posted. Yeah, the, I'm talking about more about the text thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, I think it got seen, a lot of eyes got on it, but I think it would actually be good if we actually shared what James said, because it has a quite a powerful message. So if you could give it a read, Sandy. Okay. Um, if you can scroll through your kinky Instagram feed and not see any guys of color, any chunky guys, or any guys over the age of 30, you're part of the problem. I'm tired of seeing the same slim white twinks being shouted out by each other. I'm tired of brands only showing one or two types of man. I'm tired of having to justify the idea that you can be fat and attractive. I'm tired of seeing white and or slim muscled guys win against black and or chunky guys in polls when they shouldn't. I'm tired of seeing the racism. I'm tired of seeing the body shaming, ageism, femme shaming, and all other forms of discrimination in this scene. I'm tired. It was just like, bitch, yes. <laughs> Speaking to my soul. Yeah. I just felt, I don't know why, like I, that kind of came out of nowhere. And it was just a bit like, I think I just got so frustrated with, I guess everything that's kind of been happening in the world. And obviously I'm a white guy, so I can't talk on obviously a, a POC experience, but I have dealt with the body discrimination a lot. And in my simple little mind, the two can be, held together in certain aspects. And I mean, you're both of them, you're being judged on how you look. And I would never want to speak for POC people, but if whilst I'm talking about fat people, I can bring them into the conversation, then I want to. Yeah. yeah. And I had a few people, I had a few pushbacks to that from people, actually from people of color, mm. um, sort of saying that they thought it was a bit harsh and um, some of the wording was a bit wrong. They agreed with the message, but the wording was hard, like, a, bit, uh, a bit wrong, which I fully took on board and I had conversations with them about it, um, like smart conversations about it. But I mean, I was blown away by how many people shared that to their stories and stuff like that. I think it was like 150 people shared yeah. it, which blew my little mind. I think that's the key as well when we're talking about these issues and stuff. It's about having a conversation. So maybe some people might have viewed what you said as being not quite right, but it's kind of about listening and taking those things on board. Mm. But in my opinion, which when it comes to like the body size and stuff like that, I think it's really powerful. Um, And I think it was good in that like people can take it for the different, like, you know, the age, body, like, race and stuff like that so it's applicable to different people but I think it is true and I think it might have caused some people to feel a bit uncomfortable because then when they potentially flick through it's I would like naming no names uh but (laughs) you know I did see some stuff on social media and I saw some kickback I saw some very long winded tweets about it from uh, one person in particular but (laughs) well the thing is I will 
I'm not going to name names, but people try to bring me into the conversation yeah. because yeah. for some reason they felt, and I understand like we're, we're visible people on the scene. Um, they wanted to hear what I had to say about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't directly go into that thread because I was just like, I'm staying out of this. Mm. I made a point of exclaiming on my own social media what I thought about the yeah. topic that was at hand. But I just don't want to address these people anymore. I'm mm. kind of tired of it. That was kind of my approach as well. It was like, I saw what they were saying on Twitter and because I'm not on Twitter. So mm. I had just loads of people send it to me and posted about it on my story and in the Rodman of London Facebook group. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to name him or no. put screenshots because I don't think we should give people like that platform. No. And it's like, stop too repeating often. these people, yeah. retweeting these people and yeah. giving them clout because it just, it's it's, all he wants. that's all he wants. Yeah. I think as well, uh, the one thing that I took from what was said, and it was, it was something along the lines of that people, men and women, are um, predisposed to find like, slimmer bodies Ugh. attractive and stuff and that's that was a, that was a, a stated as fact and such stuff so what bullshit. what do you think about such a statement as that i so. think it is complete and utter fuckery and trash like it's just the most ridiculously short-sighted and uneducated answer to that and it's like i mean i i got asked on another podcast a couple of weeks ago how i felt about you were um, on another podcast. Cuts, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cuts. No exclusivity. I'm very, very high into my um, um, I was asked on that how I felt about being fetishized for being fat. Mm. Oh, and I sort of said on that, I was like, I have been very lucky and slept with some incredibly hot men because I'm big. So I can't judge that too harshly because I've actively benefited from it. And I look at the guys that I have hooked up with because they like me because I'm bigger. And you would never think that they liked bigger guys because they keep it quiet because the social acceptance of being into fat men is still a bit like, oh, no, you can't really, can't really say that. We all have to chase the same big muscled, blah, 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 bullshit. Like, mm. and it's like, it's clearly not the case. And I think the only reason that people think it is, is because society has told us that fat people aren't attractive. Yeah. There's like, there's so much, so many layers of shame added on top of things. So there's the shame on the like plus size person, the fat person is made to feel shame because mm. of their own body. Like there's shame put on people who might find that attractive. I mean, it's like in just even in like regular everyday media and stuff like the butt of the joke is the fat person and yep. stuff like fat people are in many ways seen like it's, one of the categories of people that it's still acceptable to like, you know, ridicule and make fun of and make feel shame, especially mm. when it comes to sex and when it comes to sexuality and stuff, it's like your desires are almost invalidated. Oh, it's like, you know, like a, a woman in like, you know, bra and knickers or whatever and stuff in their body. And it's, it's, you know, they're portrayed as being a laughing stock and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And that is constantly perpetrated and cycle, recycled over. And whereas other, you know, categories of people, it's, you know, it's less acceptable now to be ridiculed. I think bigger bodies, they are still put up there and they are still held up as something that to be made fun of. And it mm -hmm. all comes back down to shame and the shame that's, you know, put on bigger I, bodies. I don't think enough credit is kind of given to the impact that, media and society has on you being told from like dot generation because it's clear from what that guy said that he doesn't even realize that it's infiltrated in his brain yeah. Yeah. from like the from the time that you're you know thrust into the world like you, the effect of what we see what we Definitely. ingest what we absorb what we you know view as content it's it has a massive effect on what we think how we feel and the shame that we then harbor for ourselves. And I, and I don't think enough people actually clock how deep it goes. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. And it's the same as, it's the same as race issues though, isn't it? Mm. It's such a deep level of unconscious bias that mm. people don't even realize that it's there. They yeah. go, no, 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 that's just my personal opinion. And it's like, well, why, where does that personal opinion come from? You have to unpick it and yeah. that makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But we all have a lot of work to do with it. Speaking of like, you know, the view of bodies and stuff. I think it would be a good idea if we talked about how we feel about our own bodies. Um, I mean, I have great tits. <laughs> 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 <Great>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've had I've had so many friends and drag queens be like, you need to do drag. You <laughs> taped your tits up. And I'm like, they are a cracking pair. They are. Yeah. They look good from here. Can I hold one? Well, of course you can. Oh, a couple away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're like, they're weighty. <laughs> That's the clip you're going to use. <laughs> <laughs> James's weighty tits. <laughs> um, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I hate to use the J word, but it has been a journey with my body. I used to hate my body. I would look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, it's disgusting. Mm. And then that was, I was like five stone lighter than I am now. And I thought I was the fattest person in the world. Mm. And now, I mean, I've worked a lot on my own perception of my own body. And I don't hate my body as much anymore. It's still an everyday thing. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I hate being fat. It feels so gross. No one's going to fancy me. And then some days I'm like, no, fuck it. Like I have to force myself to be like, my body is my body and it's unique and it's special. And it's the only one I've got. So I need to show it some love. Yeah. I think that's the thing as well. Like some people might like be like, oh, well, you say you're body positive, but being body positive doesn't mean that you love everything about yourself all no. the time and stuff. Like we can all have, you know, we all have a range of moods and feelings about how we view ourselves and stuff. So yeah, I think, yeah. I'm- a body image issues affect everyone. Hmm. Doesn't matter what your body looks like. Yeah, 100%. It's going on in your head. Like, look, at you see these guys, don't you, that, sort of transform themselves in the gym with steroids and all that to achieve this body image that is often unhealthy. Yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? Something's obviously telling you that the way you looked before is, is not acceptable. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what your body looks like. It affects everyone. It's not a fat issue. It's an everyone issue. And speaking of alternative bodies uh, <laughs> and the gym, uh, Sandy, how do you feel about your body? So I do feel a bit like, I feel a bit strange being on this episode just because obviously I, I wouldn't, I don't describe myself as fat. I've, I've in all honesty, oh, this is going to sound really horrible, but like, I've never really thought about my body. Like mm. it's never been an issue for me. I've never looked at it and thought I hate my body oh what privilege <laughs> i know that's why as soon as i said as soon as i knew i was gonna say i was like oh even when you were going out with <laughs> you did put on a bit of weight then see oh <laughs> everyone talks about that like i put on weight but even through like I'm kidding. In, i know even through like maybe like fluctuations of like my body i've never thought like it's someone else that's pointed out to me like oh yeah you used to be a bit chunkier before like i've never been bothered about it yeah however and then I, so I go to the gym. I do CrossFit. Oh my God, is, you do CrossFit? I do, I do, I do CrossFit. Oh my God, I've never seen, never seen um, it. I never post about it. I never, <laughs> I never talk about it. Um, but I just thought for this special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out as a CrossFitter. <laughs> Live on it. <laughs> no, but in all, in all honesty, even me, my motivations to going to the gym were not based off of, I want to lose weight. I want to build, build muscle. It was never about that. So for me, it's about mental health and I can hand on heart tell you that it was about mental health. Yeah. Like it gives me an opportunity just to like focus on something else. I don't have to worry about the bullshit in my life and whatever the case may be. And it's done really, really you know, positive things for me. I will say that at some point, the only thing I can talk about in terms of my body is like sometimes as being as being part of the gay community at large you think that you have to have a specific body type in order to you know find a boyfriend get laid and all those kind of things and i think that maybe very early on i just made my peace with that's not what my body is and sometimes i do feel a bit sad like oh i wish i was big and muscly so that i could have the pick of whoever i wanted to have but I've just kind of been like, I can't do anything about it. And that's just not me. And I, and I just had to kind of like process that again, it's a bit of a journey to get that into your brain. But then I also will say like, this isn't what this episode is about, but I think that my race has probably been a bigger thing for me than, than my body. And I, and because it's one in the same, it's almost like I I can't control anything about that. So that's how I feel about, I honestly, I, I, I quite, like my body yeah, and I do feel a very good one. and I feel like I do feel lucky that I have the body that I have it's you know yeah so what about your body how do you feel about your body yeah. I feel like I am 
constantly at war with my body uh, in truth. I injured myself playing rugby when I was 17 and then I had a serious injury when I had to have an operation on my back and stuff. So my body is often in pain, but then also my body stops me from exercising a lot of the time. And the shape of my body is not something that I necessarily feel like I have control over. I fluctuate, I go up, I go down. Um, you know, I've tried to deal with it in other ways, like going back to last month's episode with drugs and stuff like that. Cause I used to take part of me taking drugs was to keep slim. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, had eating disorders as a teenager, all sorts of stuff like that. My body as it is at the moment, actually, as it stands on this day at this time, <laughs> what is the time? 12, 27, <laughs> um, day or night, who can say? Um, I actually feel okay because in the last sort of month or so, I've, like you were saying, I've started exercising and I'm not, I'm just swimming every day and that's kind of helping my mental health and helping me feel more at ease in my body because it feels, it makes me feel like I have a degree of control over it. But there's some aspects that I just need to, I'm trying to be more positive about stuff and I'm trying to see me through other people's eyes. Like the guy who I was dating, he loved well, he said he loved my, like, my belly and my curves and curves. <laughs> when I say curves, let me be clear. I'm talking about my bitch hips because I, I have such bad hips, which are genetic. My brother, who's like muscular, still has them. So they're not going away, but anyway. But yeah, so it's trying to see myself through the eyes of people who do find me desirable and stuff like that. And I know sometimes if you were to look at my social media, you wouldn't necessarily, because I'm kind of a bit of a stealth big guy and yeah, stuff. You, like you mm. said that before. What do you mean by that? Well, if you look at my social media and stuff, there's a lot of like, cause I've got, you know, quite cl like pronounced clavicles and stuff. And like, you know, like I've got, uh, you know, it's, there's lots of headshots and stuff, but if the camera were to creep down lower, then you would see my belly. And so I'm very strategic in the image I put out. That's why I'm so like, you know, I'm so impressed with Jim. Not impressed, but you know what I mean? Mm. I appreciate what he does. You can be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go that far. Um, but no, I, you know, I'm a bit sly with it in some ways. Not intently, but, but that's all part of my, I, I hide the f parts of my body that I don't see. I know where to crop. I know where to like, you know, what angle. And so, I mean, just ask matches. Like the number of times I've asked him to like change a picture, like or edit it that's going out on recon because like I felt uncomfortable about presenting mm. who I might necessarily am. I mean, the camera is po pointing at my bad angle <laughs> and, like, and I'm trying my hardest not to think about it, but like, <laughs> like but you know, that's how it is. So, I know exactly how you feel with that though. Like, yeah. I used to do that all the time. Like, I've always been quite lucky. No matter really what size I am, I've not carried my weight on my face that much. Yeah. Never really had like big double chins or any of that stuff. And so I've got like, my lower half of my leg, I've got great calves. Yeah. Like, yeah, my calves. I'm always yeah. in shorts to show off my calves. <laughs> you do have great calves. Thank you. Yeah. But it's one so of the like, things I noted on the photo shoot when we did fetish work. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh. <laughs> Never to be seen. <laughs> I love those pictures too. They are um, really good. But it's like, I used to do the same. I used to post sort of like from, yeah, clavicle up. Yeah. Because it was like, I know I could like do an angle. But then I then found myself getting into hot water I suppose when I would then start talking to somebody on recon or an app where they'd be like I'd then send them a full body picture and then I would get no reply because they didn't think I was going to be fat right and it's like that's why I then sort of started being like no I need to start posting all of this because then you can fully understand or appreciate what's going on that's actually really interesting and that is something that we will be coming back to um I have a question yeah Okay, again, I feel like I feel very weird asking these questions. And it's probably about the uncomfortability that I feel because I feel like I'm going to offend someone because I'm not a part of this in a sense. But I am intrigued to figure out when it comes to the laws of attraction, how do you navigate that? Are you attracted? I'm, I guess I'm asking, are bigger guys attracted? What are bigger guys attracted to? How do you feel about another big guy? So for me... I mean, it's like kind of like we said, everybody, anyone can be attracted to anyone. Yes, I that's, mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. that is completely valid. What I used to find is that when I started going out in the gay world, I would only really go for bears. Okay. Like other bigger guys, because I guess it was like comfortable. Okay. And I sort of fooled myself into thinking that was my type. 
Mm. And then actually over, as I've got more confident in my body, I've realized actually that's not my type. I have no real type. Mm. Mm. Um, it's much more about your face or how good you're looking gear. Yeah. It's not about anything below the neck really, other than how maybe how big your dick is. <laughs> <laughs> Show so us like, your cock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it, I think, and I think a lot of bigger guys do that. They gravitate towards other bigger guys purely because it's, they know they're not going to get the judgment. Oh, is it like a safer option in a sense? In a sense, yeah. But then there's still like, this body's acceptable, this body isn't in the yeah. bear world. It, which oh, is really? completely ridiculous, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the key to everything, I think, in life, in pulling off anything is confidence. And because yeah. I have maybe the confidence now, or it certainly seems like I do on social media, I attract all types of guys. Mm. Like I'm not... I only get in bears, slide into my DMs and getting all sorts of guys slide into my DMs. And I still get that frujon of fear when a really hot, slimmer, muscly kind of guy slides into my DMs. And I'm a bit like, have you looked through all my pictures? Yeah. <laughs> have you only seen a face picture? Like, yeah. And it's like, I have to stop, stop myself and go, no, they've chosen to message me. Clearly they're seeing something they like. And it's yeah. like, I just go with the flow. Yeah. I think I'm similar in, <laughs> it's as I think we discussed in the first episode, the uh, meet the host episode, you know, I have quite a revolving door policy and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> all races, sizes. Uh, the least. <laughs> I, I will say though, naturally I gravitate, in a weird way, I kind of go for, guys who I go for mostly are kind of shorter than me. I love being topped by like a short stocky guy and stuff. And like, I like I just like that I find it horny I think it stems back to something from uh, early experiences of youth but I don't know I I don't have particularly defined tastes I think you're right though I think confidence is a big factor mm. of it and and sometimes I am surprised by people who are attracted to me and I'm always I, similarly yeah. I'm like I feel like it gets to a point, especially when you chat to someone who's like, you know, have you seen my body and stuff? Is this, this, this what you want? But yeah, I know what you mean. Would you be offended if another big guy rejected you? If they rejected me for being fat? Yeah. I'm sure that's happened before. Oh, really? Because in the same way that some slim guys fetishize big guys, some bigger guys fetishize slim guys. Yeah. So I'm sure that's happened before. Mm -hmm. I don't think it bothers me. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't think it bothered me. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I can't I, remember anything. <laughs> so. Blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have to be honest here. I think that this podcast is kind of showing that we're trying to all be honest with ourselves. I have never been with a big guy. I've been with guys that are bigger than me. And I've been with guys who are, would be described as not in shape. Um, and I've been with guys who have a belly and... But I don't think I've been with someone who is like, like huge, you know? Yeah. And I think to myself, what, when I have to ask those uncomfortable questions, what is that about? And it probably has to do with what I've been told and how I view, how I view kind of like the gay world in terms of like, recently I've been having a lot of thoughts about the experiences that I've had have made, are make, make me react and behave in a certain way right so i kind of have a thing about like wanting to prove myself all the time because i've felt like rejected by the gay community for whatever reason be it race be it whatever height whatever the case may be yeah. <laughs> so i think that that i carry that into whatever i'm and whoever i'm gonna deal with next i suppose and it's almost like the closer you get to the ideal of what everyone believes is the ideal, it's almost like validating my gay experience. Does that make sense? It, yeah, it does. So the closer to, it's almost like the closer to whiteness, that validates my gayness. The closer mm. to the perfect body type, that validates my gayness in a sense, mm, yeah. because of whatever reasons, and we haven't got enough time to do that <laughs> for the reasons, but I think that that's kind of like infiltrating my brain. So- I will say this though, working for Recon and getting to see loads of people on the scene, I am attracted to guys, again, it's about confidence, mm. like a big guy who's in his rubber and is really, really confident. I find that really sexy. Yeah, and I find that if someone, oh, again, it's, oh my God, I'm just going to say it because it, it's, 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 you can feel physically how uncomfortable I feel talking about this. Sorry. <laughs> you can see it. But you can see it. <laughs> well, these people can't see it. But you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that if I've ever been with someone who is bigger than me or just big in general, 
it's always come after they've kind of approached me and talked to me. It's never Mm. been a case of like, I'm seeking this guy out. Like, it's almost like they've charmed me into bed. That sounds so bad. No, but it's- Does that make sense what I'm saying? It makes sense. Because it's it's, it's a layer of confidence. I see them being really confident. I'm really like into their confidence. But I think it's a bit like how- bigger guys maybe go generally go for bigger guys because it's comfortable Mm. you i think there's a certain comfort in going for people that look a bit like you Mm. you know maybe you're not going to get judged on a completely subconscious level if you go for somebody that looks like you you're not going to get judged it is funny though like i remember times where i've been on a date with someone and they were potentially like a bit stealthy like me (laughs) and like uh, with when you go on a date and they're clothed and you don't see but there's been times like when they've taken their jumper off and i've seen the belly underneath and i'm just being like oh thank god (laughs) 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 suddenly like my energy my like my nerves have dropped a little bit because it's like oh we're in the same playing field it's okay (laughs) i I will say as well i don't know if i should talk about this as well but i I will talk 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 i think it's interesting because even in my description of like my own attraction, like Will and I dated years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets revealed. That is not how you, you got not, the job. It's not. I have ability. Like, there is not nepotism in that. Like we broke up way after that. Wait, wait, wait. But anyway, we dated for a while and I would never have considered you in my brain as like, I'm going to use the F word fat. Like I just wouldn't have. I, I knew mm. that you maybe weren't the most confident with your body, but it never really occurred to me while we were dating like that, that was- I think as well though, but with that in mind, like when we met, that was right in the middle of like my druggy time and stuff. Mm. And like, so I was slimmer than I sometimes am. Also my journey is like, I mean, like I touched on and stuff, like I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager. I did the Atkins and lost like, what was it? It was like six stone in six months and stuff. So I've had periods in my life where I've, been like, you know, like, oh, like almost like buff and like, or like slim and so, well, I, but the thing is, I never saw myself that way. Even when I was at my like skinniest and stuff, like just, I look back at pictures now and I, I don't even remember looking like that because in my head, I was still fat then and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what shape or size I am, I think I'm always going to view myself as fat mm-hmm. because again, it comes back to society and like the image that we put on ourselves and stuff and like the gay world. And yeah, it's so maybe to you, to outside eyes, I didn't, and it takes so much for me to see myself potentially how other people do. But for me, it's always, there's always something that I can see. There's always some fault and stuff. But, and then I guess that's true of everyone. Everyone sees faults apart from yourself. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Apart from the I, I, no, 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 no. I, I, can I just be very clear? <laughs> <laughs> there are things I, do you know what the most, the, the thing for me actually, it's not, it's not about when it comes to body image, size isn't the thing for me. Sometimes I look at some of my facial features and I'm more like, oh, my nose is huge. Or like, I think I have problems with like my skin or whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like this thing where it's like, my body is great. I look in the mirror every day and think, yeah. Body like, wow. (laughs) I will say that big mirror in my hallway is infamous just for the shots. But yeah. But that's mostly for fashion. (laughs) (laughs) The people must see. (laughs) Follow me at that Sunday. But it's like you said about, um, like I think you're always, always a fat boy. Yeah. Um, I, when I first came to it first, my first ever recon event, I had been to regulation and I bought a pair of shorts and a vest that were size medium. I was smaller than some of my friends are that I would never consider fat, but I thought I was the fattest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And now I can barely get my size in the fetish stores, but we'll come back. We'll to come that. back. <laughs> um, and I don't, I'm much more comfortable, yeah. but I will always consider myself fat. Even if I went to the gym and I lost all the weight, yeah. I would still consider myself fat. I, think. I guess we can say that fatness is a state of exactly. mind. But anyway, on that note, um, we're going to take a break now, but we'll be back shortly after these messages. Regulation is one of Europe's premier kink destinations for fetishwear, restraints, toys, electro, furniture, and pup gear. From their London workshop, they produce a wide range of handmade leather and rubber clothing, allowing you to order many custom color options and have clothing made to your exact measurements. You know, they made the recon team uniform. I know this because you measured me with a tape measure. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) They've also made a lot of custom pieces for Mm. me that I've worn to full fetish. 
Um, one even appeared on the cover of Recon Issue 2, ah. as well as some promotional campaigns uh, for the Fetish Week right. events as well. So um, can't recommend regulation enough. We have a seal of approval. Exactly. Big fat thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now their classic styles of rubber suits are available to order in 30 variations of sizing from extra small to double XL. Mm-hmm. You can customize the height, the collar height, the thickness of the rubber, wow. the color, zips, wow. add gloves, <laughs> attach socks. Totally make it your own. And even stripes. Wow. So it's even easier to find the right fitting suit off the peg online or in store. If you're in a hurry, you can order from an expanding express range. Express. <laughs> that includes leather, rubber, boxer Barcelona, and fetish inspired sportswear. All are available to ship the next day wherever you are in the world. And if you're based in the UK, like we are, uh, it gets free standard shipping on all orders over £25. God damn, god damn, god damn. <laughs> so explore their Soho store safely, of course, in the heart of London, or shop online at regulation.co.uk forward slash recon. That's regulation.co.uk forward slash recon. <laughs> Every fetish man has a journey. Each of us has a story. Write yours and get it shared on Recon. Send yours to social at recon.com. Members whose articles are published receive six months premium membership as a thank you. Download the Recon app now. Recon.com slash app. Available on iOS and Android. Find your fetish, show your fetish, find fetish men. So, um... James, going back to something you mentioned before, and it was kind of along the lines of, you know, guys sliding into your DMs and kind of the response you get, it kind of brings up the whole idea of like social media and uh, dating apps and hookup apps and stuff like that. What is the sort of, what are the kind of responses that you get to you presenting your body and your bigger size out there and stuff like, you know, positives, negatives, how does it go? Um, I'm, I'm really lucky now, I think. I think because I talk about it so much people kind of expect it from me now. And I don't get negative comments anymore on Instagram. I, I'm really lucky. Did I you though? I yeah. got used to. Um, like early days of being on Instagram or um, being on Recon and stuff, I used to get it all the time. But I think some of that, I think, is the confidence thing. I think if you look like you're unconfident, people will come for you a little bit. Mm. What would people and, say? Yeah. Um, one of the, the one that purely just did just make me laugh. Um, one person um, commented on my picture going, in all seriousness, are you wearing a fat suit? Hi. Oh, wow. And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I found it so ridiculous. I love, but I used to get a lot of stuff like, you're too fat to wear that. Oh, wow. Um, that's not made for you. You should be ashamed of yourself, that kind of stuff. I sometimes now, I sometimes get things like, um, I think it's really bad that you promote um, obesity and stuff like that. More on my everyday account as opposed to my fetish one. But I do get that sort of thing a lot. Who the fuck? Like, who the fuck? Who are you? Like, (laughs) who is she? Who is she? Where did you find her? But (laughs) what, like, the the mindset I just can't get when it comes to body, whatever it is and stuff. Like, what makes you want to be a, I was about to say cunt, but I won't say cunt. (laughs) Just say cunt. (laughs) Do we have to bleep? I don't know. Uh, But like, what makes you want to be that that hateful to someone and you don't know? It's so fucked up. Well, it's like my thing with the, the thing of, promoting obesity is like I just reply to me back and I'm like I'm not promoting obesity like read what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm promoting respect for all body shapes yeah there is a difference I'm never telling somebody like don't go to the gym eat unhealthily smoke like I'm never doing any of that like why would I it's stupid try and be as healthy as possible but it's about respecting fat people's bodies and, and other people's allowing dreams. us to have a space yeah. at the table. Like, sure, make a bigger space for us, but... Uh, <laughs> Clear some room! Yeah, like, we deserve as much respect as slim guys. Yeah, and like, anyone, uh, like, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I was going to also just ask, like, we're talking about what happens on apps or social media. How does that translate to, like, real life on the scene? Do you get a lot of people approaching you there? What's the response to people? Like, how is real life... Sexcapades navigate for you. <laughs> well, I'm I've never really been a darkroom person. Mm. So when I go to an event, I'm more about socializing. And I often as well, and it's it's kind of like double-edged sword, like we were saying about being a bit more well known in the scene. I think maybe you can 
relate yeah. is that I often feel, even if it's not my own event, I feel a bit like I'm at work. Yeah. Like yeah. people <laughs> want to come and talk to you, which is lovely. And, but it's always that chat of what you've done in the scene or for yeah. me, like the bigger guy stuff or the club night or the Facebook group or Mr. Rubber UK or Europe, whatever it is that I'm like working on or doing and, or any articles I've written or whatever it is. And they want to talk about that. And I'm just also a little bit like, uh, do you want to have sex with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, somebody just come and like hit on me. Don't like try and like talk to me about fucking work. Like, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing though as well. Though. You are right. And it's kind of like, that's why at parties and stuff, you'll always find me like bummed in a corner instead of like on the main stage. Did you stage. say getting bummed <laughs> in a corner? <laughs> I thought you meant just bummed out in the corner. No, 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 no. she's literally she fucked in the corner. In the corner. But yeah. like, I, I always go somewhere like, I always go somewhere like kind of out of the way because I'm not like a main stage girl. But like, you know, I just, just because like, because I'm at work. <laughs> so it seems, it seems inappropriate to like, you know, be out on display. But then also that ties into my body thing as well and stuff is it's like, I don't necessarily want a crowd of people while my gut's hanging like, you mm. know, and stuff like that. So it's half and half for me, I guess. Yeah, That's I why you'll find me in the team in the yeah. corner, boys. <laughs> but I also think sometimes I'm like, I kind of have to psych myself up a little bit if I come to go to a big event. Like I have to psych myself up a little bit to be like, you are large and in charge and powerful yeah. and blah, 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 blah. You are feeling your eyes. Like I have to psych myself up because if I don't, I get really in my head about it, especially if I don't feel that comfortable in what I'm wearing. Yeah. And that last year, actually at Fetch Week, at Full Fetish in the car park, mm. I don't know whether I was just a bit tired and probably hung over from the night before, but it was like, I wasn't in the right headspace for it and I felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I ended, only ended up being there for like two hours. And that's not like me when there's like a free bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think all that, that free champagne was not keeping me there, which is not like yeah. it. And I just wasn't into it. And I was like, I just sort of said to Rich, I was like, I'm going to go home because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And yeah. I think to that point, actually, it actually ties in the digital to the real world in that like to that extent, Usually when I go out on a, to a party, to a recon event, beforehand I'll post a picture of me in my gear. And I think part of that is that I'm posting it and putting it out there and then getting the validation from the likes and people saying, oh yeah, look hot and stuff like that. And that kind of like G's me up and stuff yeah. like, and gets me kind of like, okay, I'm good. I'm looking good. And then that kind of, that conf that may be false confidence, but you know, that kind of mm. digital confidence kind of carries me through to get out there and get to the party and actually be out in person. Oh, whatever you need in order to get you out. Honestly, because yeah. the thing is, I don't think people realize that going to a fetish event specifically is quite daunting. I still get daunted about going it's to, intimidating. to them. Yeah. It's intimidating because there is an aspect of like, you don't know what's going to happen. There's all this anticipation and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. You're so also walking into an environment where everybody's geared up for sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit like- There's, so char there's a charge. The, yeah, and stuff it is. It's that sexual charge that you can't really avoid. Yeah. So I-, yeah. I like you, I have a bit of a ritual as well in terms of getting ready to go out. Like, so I will post the picture. I will kind of like do those things to kind of get me in the mood to go out because I, and for me, and I, and people often ask like, how do you go into those events and stuff like that? And that's, you have to have, yeah. a, you have to have a plan into going in. So whatever makes you feel ritual. good. I have a ritual. I need like a free oh, not? ritual. Not but, really. I, I just, I'm, I'm usually running late. So I just yeah. <laughs> gear up quickly and like get an Uber. It's funny though. Cause like, I've never actually thought about it before until we've just had this conversation. Like it's not something that I, in my head, I've been like, Oh, I need this. Like, it's just, but actually thinking about it, it is. And it, mm. it, there is that, like there's that kind of validation and that kind of like, oh yeah, I'm looking good and stuff, but I've never actually thought about it in those terms. So See, we're I really think, healing here. Do you, know <laughs> you know what? And does, yeah. does, does gear, cause you've spoken about it in that article that you wrote, Billy, do you, do you, does gear give you more confidence? 100%. It's like armor. I, I really, really, really hate the, the superhero comparison mm. with Red I really hate it. Cause it doesn't make me feel like a superhero. It makes me feel like a more powerful version of myself. Mm doesn't make me feel like a different person. It just makes me feel like my most powerful self. But I think that's because I discovered a lot about myself and my confidence and stuff through the gear. And then obviously being out and being found desirable by some, mm. and then meeting such good friends and doing photo shoots with like Matt Spike and stuff. And like, 
it really, really built me up. And then that sort of flooded into my everyday life. And I find it really funny, actually, if I'm doing an interview about body positivity with like a, a regular magazine or like job or something, um, not to, I can't, obviously can't talk about the fetish stuff so much. So I find that really hard sometimes. They're like, how did you get so confident? I'm like, um, posting <laughs> pictures on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> but like, skin, like skin tie rubber. <laughs> sorry, I have one more question. I feel like I've just, I've just thought of a million questions that I want to ask go, them go, to go, both go. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do like a quick fire round? <laughs> <laughs> because the, the argument for rubber is if you're a bigger person, it doesn't really hide anything. You've got nowhere to hide. How does that navigate but itself? See, for me personally, I the thing that I like most when I first tried rubber it holds you in and stuff. Uh, and like, and it, it's like, cause of my bitch hips and stuff, like they get, they get <laughs> trademarked. They, yeah, yeah. they get like slimmed down and stuff. And they, and, and no, I, I don't feel like a superhero. I feel like just me, but I'm like, kind of like it, keeps you in and I feel mm. compact and like kind okay. of like, so yeah. that's, I, I love that property of rubber and okay. stuff. Just I agree. Of, like for me, it's like, and it's one of the reasons why I like wearing lanes as well, because it like, it sucks in me love handles. It pushes in me man boobs. Like yeah. it shapes my thighs up, like <laughs> does all those good things to my body. And yeah, sure. I still look like curvy or fat in it, but it, it's like a, a more perfected fat. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. It's why I hate Lycra. I because Lycra doesn't do that yeah. for me. And I just feel like I look like a big fat sock in it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing as well. Cause for me, Lycra was something that I would never thought I would enjoy. Uh, just because it's so revealing, you, you're, you're exposed mm. and you're out there. But I think I found that, I mean, not all Lycra, there's some Lycra that looks atrocious on me and stuff like, um, especially the more skimpy stuff. But like with like the sort of cycle suit, I feel, I, I know rubber, I don't feel like superhero, but Lycra, I do, like the first time I wore the recon suit, I think I, re- I wrote about it in an article. Because <laughs> um, I am a comic geek and stuff, but like I felt like, a specific comics character and stuff and like the way it looked and the way it on and stuff. I mean, I didn't feel like I was going to jump off a building or anything, but like <laughs> it kind of gave me this kind of, I always like rock hard as soon as I put it on and stuff. So I don't know, but, um, but I, that was the strangest thing because it is so unforgiving and stuff. Mm. Like you can't hide in like, you're just out there. And but stuff. I also think there's something to be said for if you try something on, and it just makes you feel horny. Yeah, yeah. That can kind of override whether you think you look good in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I recently, I've started a foray into workwear. Mm. So I bought a pair Same. of, like, used high-vis overalls. And they're, like, I don't think they're particularly flattering, but they're really horny to wear over rubber and with boots and stuff. And I'm, like, really not that bothered that they're not the most flattering thing in the world. I, maybe I would if I was going out in it. But then I kind of approach the gear that I'm wearing when I go out to how I would approach how I'm dressing in normal clothes. I want to look good. I want to sell myself. I'm not just going to wear any old shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. definitely. But actually, well, while we're on the topic of gear, how do you find the process of buying gear? Are there specific like stores or manufacturers that you feel more inclined to go to because they're more inclusive or like what's- <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> what like for you, for you, what the, for the gear buying process, like where do you go? Who do you avoid? Like what just, yeah, tell yeah. us how you get your gear. Um, I find like rubbish shopping really stressful. Um, because so many places are not size inclusive. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I sent something to both of you guys the other day, didn't I? Yeah. Where I was very bored. <laughs> so I went through um, most of the sort of big rubber leather um, brands in Europe. I think it's fair to say, yeah. mostly Europe. Um, and went through their website imagery to see what their diversity was like. Um, out of the 15 that I looked through, um, only five, I think had at least one model of color mm-hmm. and most of it was one mm-hmm. and a sea of white guys. And then one guy of color, two had plus size models. One of them being fetish daddy, which is me. And none showing a big guy in rubber. Mm-hmm. They were both leather brands. Um, and I thought that was pretty shocking yeah. in 2020 that no one, and I do marketing for a living, yeah. it works. Like yeah. having inclusive marketing works. You don't have to show a rubber garment on just a fat person, put a fat person and a slim person, your usual model and a fat person 
in an image together. Yeah. Show what it can look like. There is a lot of bigger guys out there that are frustrated that they can't find garments that they think are going to fit because it's, it's not cheap shit. Yeah. Like you want to know roughly what it's going to look like. hundred percent. It's like when you look through, like when you're online or whatever, and you look through and the images are all pretty much of a standard body mm. type. So I'll see something online and I'll, I can't picture myself in it and stuff, or just because it's it's business sense to have be representative as well because mm. like there are bigger body there's lot plenty of bigger body people in fetish and if you give them a window into how it could work for them then it's gonna like be beneficial and like <laughs> it, you can't keep falling back on the old like oh well Do you know so. people want muscle guys and stuff like that it's like but also like these brands that say this have never tried it. So they don't yeah. know if it works. Yeah. And what really frustrates me is that if I was one of those rubber brands, I would be reaching out to a plus size person and going, what can we do better in our marketing? And two, should we do a plus size specific range, different cuts, yeah. different designs? Because certain really designs are going to flatter a bigger body better. Yeah. Side panels much better than front panels, that kind of thing. Like, almost like illusion mm. sort of coloring that kind of thing like i think there's a lot of bigger guys out there either question i get more than anything is like oh where do you get gear that fits you where do you get gear that flatters you that kind of thing like people want to know this stuff and if one of these brands had the balls to go we're going to try and do something no it's, it's so, i would i would support them fully and they would make a fucking fortune it's so insane as well though to think to say like to have the balls to do it because it's like what is it even, yeah. what are they even doing? Like, what, like, what's the brave about it? It's just like, just represent people, yeah. you know, just have different body types out there. Like, it shouldn't be that it's it's seen as in any way, like, you know, like brave or bold of them mm. to like, you know, just do it. It's like- yeah. I will, I, so I, I think it's bringing us nicely onto our next kind of discussion a bit about brands, advertising and inclusivity. I mean, okay. And hold, holding up the hand here and saying, I don't think that Recon has been the best in terms of size, diversity with our models, for sure. Like, I think we've always kind of been conscious about race. I think that we're getting better in terms of age, but I do think that we've been seriously lacking in terms of like size. Yeah, yeah. I think that we have different ways in which we... So for example member articles and stuff like that there i think that there's a diverse range in terms of people that write things and represent themselves on the platform yeah. but i don't think we've done a very good job in our advertising with models um and with fetish week as well um in featuring um bigger bodies, bigger bodies. so danny in 2018 for fetish week was the first kind of plus mm. size model we use and then james obviously you did <laughs> the the lost yeah. ministry yeah, yeah, yeah. for last year. For this, I will be back. For you 20. will yeah. be back. Yeah. We will invite you back. Um, you have an open invitation. Yeah. <laughs> but like I and I think that you brought up a really good point about. I think that to a degree, a lot of brands feel scared because they're not part of the community. Like it's really easy for me to be like, we need to be about diversity because I'm of color so i within the mix can be a part of that conversation Mm. and i'm not afraid to ask the conversation like bring into the conversation about other marginalized communities because i i'm myself a marginalized and i think in our team as well like it's really great that will wrote about you know feeling bigger or being bigger on the scene so it gives us kind of like the agency to then go and bring up those conversations Mm. and kind of figure out, be really open about like, oh, we're not very good at this. How can we make it better? But I don't think, I don't think other brands are very good at that or recognizing that they are lacking within their own teams in terms of representation. But also like, obviously, yeah, you guys are representative because your team is diverse. Mm. So you feel like that, but that's also because your team is relatively public. Like people yeah. know who you all are. True. So mm-hmm. I think if you only use white models, people would be like, what are you playing at? But I don't, but even, also, know, I don't even know if... Actually, so, no, you're right. People would say, yeah. people would call us out. People do call yeah. us out. <laughs> but, also, but it's like a lot of these other brands where maybe the people behind them aren't as public, but they still are a bit. They're not the guys that they're showing on their website. No. They're more like me a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's, they're still not doing it. And I'm it's like, like, it's but societal also there's, again. Yeah. Exactly. But there's also that a lot of people have this really fucked up, perception of their own body image where they don't 
identify with the plus size movement, mm. even if they are plus size. Mm. And it's like, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you and you don't even realize I'm talking about yeah. it. But I also say that, and this is not to make an excuse whatsoever, but like I mentioned before, it's really disheartening when you put, when you do something different and you put it up and yeah. you don't get that response. Mm. For businesses, it makes them feel like, well, this is not We took sellable. a chance. We took a exactly. shot. Exactly. So, and maybe mm. these other brands haven't even tried that. I'm not, I don't know. No. I'm not, I don't know. But for us, like sometimes there's been moments where I've been like, it's so disheartening, but you really? have to continue and keep on, you know, p- pushing like, the diversity. I remember thing. talking to a friend about um, Top Man, mm. obviously not fetish, but about how their size range is atrocious. Non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fit in any Top Man clothes now. He um, came back to me and was like, um, yeah, but that's because they've they've tested it. Or they always say that they've tested it and they don't sell. And it's like, testing it for one season is not testing it. Yeah. Plus size people don't think they can shop there. So they don't. You do a plus size range, unless you promote market it incredibly heavy, yeah. plus size people aren't going to be going in there. You have to do it for a sustained period of time to build up that recognition that you cater to that. Yeah. Like it's different for you guys, I guess, because obviously you're not selling a product in the same way. Mm-hmm. But like for a rubber brand, if they start doing plus size stuff, obviously they, they don't, they can't exactly do massive out of home campaigns and yeah. stuff like that. But and it would take a little bit of time for the word to spread, but eventually they would become known for being size inclusive. Mm. So it would become the go-to place for plus size people yeah. to shop. It's just kind of basic business sense in my mind. It, like, is. Like, it is, but I, I, all I'm saying is that it's, it's the same thing with magazine, like Vogue and stuff, right? So it's weird that we've gone this amount of time and Beyonce was the first black oh my God, female yeah. person. That's so like, mind-blowing. Do you know what I mean? And it's it, it's weird that she um, lit, I think, was it like last year, was the first black female to be on the cover of Vogue for that September issue, yeah. which is their most prized kind of yeah, issue. The, the most profitable Exactly. Of the and the fact that it's only taken this long, people are just are scared of like fucking their money up. Mm. And I get, and I get that. And I also will say, and this goes for every marginalized community. When you recognize that a brand has done something, I think that you have to try and support it. Because if we don't vote with our feet, essentially these people will not do it again. We sort of, we seem to be moving into what we were going to discuss next. And that's really, what can the scene do? What, what can we do? What can the scene do to be yeah. more inclusive, to be a better place for bigger bodies and, you know, plus size people? Can we start with, actually, I'm going to be really, can we start with like, what do you think Recon could do? Yeah, good point. I honestly, and I'm not saying it because I'm here, but I actually think you do a good job. Okay. Like, I think there's something to be said for just being able to look at a brand and seeing a mixture of diversity, whether it's your kind of diversity or not. Like mm-hmm. I'd never really clocked that Dan was the first plus size model you guys had had mm-hmm. and that I was only the second. Mm-hmm. I'd never really clocked that, I guess, mm-hmm. because you're so diverse in other ways. Yeah. Um, and also I don't think it, you should ever be ashamed that it's only been the last two years that you've used plus size models. Yeah. You, at least you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like continue to do that. Always make sure there's a big guy in yeah. campaigns and um, things that you're doing in the future. Yeah. Or the... Where it makes yeah. sense as well. Where it makes so. sense. Yeah, don't shoehorn, don't be token. Oh, but no. yeah. where, where it makes sense. And it's like, it's, I guess with the user generated stuff, it depends what people submit. Yeah. And I've not written Harkle for you in a while. And so I mean, it's <laughs> like, but it's I'll like, get on it's, you with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I think you guys are doing all right. To be honest. I think okay. for us, I think. Bring because- back chat. <laughs> I think for us as well, because it kind of makes me think about something that we actually discussed when we were talking about doing this podcast, because we sort of were, we were thinking, oh, should we get a, a few people in? And I, so I approached James and I sort of said, you know, do you know of anyone who might be good? And one of the things that you said was about the fact that a lot of times guys, bigger guys, they don't necessarily want to be putting themselves out there and stuff like that. Mm. So I think as well, it's kind of, we have to make it, I don't know, it, it starts within the person, but the person can only do that if they can feel comfortable to do that in that space. It goes hand in hand. It's like, we want to be able to nurture people of bigger bodies and, and to feel confident enough in themselves. I'm not saying, you know, we can make everyone feel confident, but it is about elevating and kind of but giving them. That's what I feel like is part, like, I feel like when we plan a photo shoot or any kind of project that we're doing, 
like a lot of the time I approach people to kind of, or will you approach people to kind of write or whatever the case may be. And I think that the majority of the time that we spend is almost making someone feel welcomed into what we're about to do, Mm. making them feel safe that it's fine for them to be part of this. You know, when, whenever I speak to anyone about doing something, I'm always trying to make them feel comfortable as well, because I want them to feel like, yay, I'm excited about being part of this project that like often you're going to be the first, you're leading the way, you're Mm -hmm. setting an example or whatever the case may be. Because I do understand that not everyone wants to be put out there in that way. Also quite terrifying. First time you walk into a photo shoot. Like I remember when I did, like I did, I remember doing my my first ever fetish shoot was just one I did with Matt Spike, like like just for for me kind of thing. I remember when I booked my first like plus size gig like as a job mm. and I was shitting myself because it was like, these aren't people that know me that are going to be like, give me allowances. This is a paying job. But they're expecting a like professional, like all that kind of thing. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Like for anybody, not just plus size people, that is a scary environment to walk into. Yeah. Add on the fat stuff as well. That's also scary. Mm. <laughs> but it's like, and I think people underestimate that. Like you see people all the time on like, Instagram and stuff being like, I'm a model. It's like, <laughs> No, you're not. You yeah. just take pictures of yeah. yourself. Like yeah. it's one thing to like do a photo shoot with a friend that's a photographer. It's another thing to do a, a gig. Yeah. Like even the recon gig. Like, sure, I know you guys, but yeah. it was a job. Mm. I wanted to do a good job. Like And you really and did. Work. Your frames like, were amazing. I told yeah. you. Your mm. frames were like, I was like, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. uh. I think as well, like um at the, the people behind the camera as well, they have to kind of have an awareness that of the process of a, of a bigger person to take a picture. Also the fact that like some of the things you might be asking the person to do might be difficult to achieve and stuff like positions mm. and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And also like- I'm trying to get against that damn wall in the recon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to fall over. But it's, <laughs> it's also having an understanding of a bigger body and, and mm. how you might carry yourself and stuff like that. Because sometimes like photographers or whoever might be saying like, oh, do this, do that, do that. And it's just like, I'm sorry, I don't think I can do. You know, it's yeah. this kind of- But it's like, it's those allowances. I mean, photographers make allowances for models in terms of lighting and stuff, depending on their skin tone or their yeah. facial structure mm. and stuff. Why not also just extend that to include bodies? Like yeah. my body might need to be photographed in a different light to your body, mm. just because that's how the shadows are going to fall or whatever it is. Like that shouldn't be a, a consideration in terms of to not use somebody. Definitely. I just think generally when it comes down to about what we should be doing, it's just awareness and stuff. Mm. We need to have an awareness of each other. We need to be, have more empathy for each other. Like we need to look at each other as people and as individuals and not just write people off because of their physicality and stuff like that. That's I think that's kind of the key to it. I think it's, um, you know, it starts within ourselves to, you have to be inclusive by just appreciating people for who they are, no matter what shape, no matter what size, and not making like spot decisions on people. So yeah. I think if everyone kind of tries to have a little bit more empathy and a little bit more consideration, that's the best place to start really. But yeah, so that was really great. I learned a lot today. Me too. <laughs> I'm proud of all I, of- I had a self-discovery halfway through. <laughs> yeah. like. I'm proud See, this podcast has like blown your mind out of the water. Every, every week I yeah. discover it. <laughs> I know, oh my God. It's just like the journey of Will. Truly. <laughs> um, tell the good people where they can find you, where they should be looking you up and shit like that. I mean, you can find me as we've discussed on Instagram at jrubbercub. Same on Raycon, obviously. Um, and now new to OnlyFans. Ooh, <laughs> oh, she's got what kind of content can we expect? Sexual and sexy. Oh. <laughs> um, I, just the kind of stuff that most people would put on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter, so yeah. I'll find it on my OnlyFans. What's your OnlyFans? Is it the it's same? J Rubber Cub okay, as well. <laughs> Damn, she's cool. published, she's photographed. Yeah. She's- I feel like James Charles at the end of his video. <laughs> <laughs> she's a media conglomerate. <laughs> Some would say overexposed. <laughs> oh dear, never. Um, so yeah, if that's it. Is, um, have you got any final thoughts, Andy, on the issue? Or? Um, I, I think that today was really cool. I'm really glad that I asked myself some uncomfortable questions <laughs> as well as like learn 
and got to know you even more today. It was really cool, James. Thank you so much. For yeah, thank you for having me, James. Yeah. And um, I'd just like to say that um, we would like to hear from you, our members, um, not even our members, but people in the Fesh community. Uh, we have our email account set up where you can send in questions. They can be questions related to this episode, any of the episodes, any of the topics we've covered. Uh, you can ask questions of, of one of the hosts because we are going to have an episode in a, in a few months' time where we will be answering these questions. So feel free to get as personal as you want. Yeah, there have um, already been some a few in the inbox of people asking us some dodgy questions. I, oh, I think as you all might know by now, I love answering a ridiculous question to the best <laughs> of my ability. So um, send send whatever you like. Um, it's and podcast at recon.com. That's great. I had forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> he saved me. I could have let that slide. But Will, Will, I've always got your back. Always got uh, my and back. And your front. Once upon a time. And on that note, my bitch hips. Good night. <laughs>